It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon. It's that time of the week. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, our streak of amazing guests continues this week as we are joined by West Coast teaching sensation, Dana Dahlquist. Golf Magazine Top 100, Golf Top Digest Top 50, and number one on Springdale Golf Live today. But first, a little mood music for him, for you. For us, Wade, it's Friday afternoon. You know what to do. Turn it up. There we go. A little uh, Southern California punk rock scene there from the 80s there, Wade Weezer. What would you think of that today? A little warm-up song of the week. Perfect as I reach up to the microphone that's out of my way. Well, yeah. Get that microphone out there, my friend. So, yeah, a little uh, little social distortion there, a little story of my life. And uh, it's an honor of our very special guest today because we have the one, the only, Mr. Dana Dahlquist on. And Dana is, I'm a huge fan of this guy, have been for a long time. He's an awesome, uh, top-rated teacher out there in California and L.A., and uh, we have him live here today on the line. So let's get to it. Dana, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today, bud? Doing great, doing great. That was pretty awesome. Wow. Wow, it felt like I was here. I am. <laughs> that was neat. We are live, and you are here. That's for sure. And uh, yeah. well, you know, I'd heard through the uh, grapevine that you you liked a little uh, a little social distortion, and uh, yeah. you know, your teaching over the years has provided a little social distortion for all of us here in, in the golf industry, and uh, we appreciate that, or at least I do here on Springdale Golf Live. I'm a big fan. You know, I I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time. I mean, going back to YouTube videos from like '05. You know, of you swinging, Mike McGear, all these guys out there that you're working with. It was just, just great stuff. So it's an honor and a privilege to be talking to you today. But uh, I know the PGA Tour is out there on the West Coast, and uh, I imagine you spent a little time in Palm Springs this week. I did, I did. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I mean, you couldn't ask for better conditions. I mean, it's sunny, seventy degrees. Um, greens are perfect. You know, it's a cool atmosphere to, to come back from Hawaii and, you know, you see all the wind and, and the, the weather that they were dealing with and they come over here and it's like they walked on to paradise. So it was awesome. Well, that's cool. What's the vibe like this week there in Palm Springs? And, uh, you know, you're the instructor for Charles Howell III. Um, you know, yeah. how's, how's Chucky three sticks hitting it this week? And uh, what's the vibe like there in, uh, on the PGA Tour this week? Yeah, it, it's really good. You know, it, it's going to be obviously a what's one of those because the conditions are so good and the greens are so good, especially La Quinta was unbelievable. Um, you know, you're going to have to go low, make a lot of putts. And it takes more or less a, I mean, every golf course is slightly different. I know tournament playing conditions week to week don't seem like they change a whole lot, but in this format, you know, being a pro-am and, um, you know, multiple golf courses, you just kind of have to be on your toes to, to make the crucial you know, plays when you can. And um, if you're aggressive and you kind of touch, touch fire, you can take it pretty low. So I think uh, you're going to see some pretty low scores. Um, you know, 
I, I know, uh, you know, Phil's kind of hosting it, so it's, it's a it's a pretty cool vibe there because he gets it. He gets golf real well, and uh, you know, obviously the players love that. Yeah, he had a great comment this week where somebody asked him about turning 50 and going to the Champions Tour, and he said, he said, well, I'm still hitting bombs, and as long as I'm hitting bombs, right. then I'm not going, which, you know, it's, it's just completely apropos to your point that Phil definitely gets it, which is which is just great. Now, I got a quick question about you. Charles Howell's yeah. from Georgia, right? That guy yeah. has made a ton of money on the West Coast, and since you work so yeah. closely with him, how do you think he does so well on the West Coast? Well, like, what's his secret, do you think? Um, so, you know, the guy, I mean, and it's easy to say, like, he doesn't take a day off, but, you know, he really doesn't. He, he, he really preps through that off-season schedule that a lot of guys hang it up. And to be fair, we're, you know, he's been playing 20 years on tour. So he kind of has this idea and understanding of how to get the job done week in and week out. And so now he's kind of, um, he's starting to, you know, change perspectives in a way. I think, uh, you know, he, he wants to be more like a Phil Mickelson, really, um, in the in the later part of his career for the next at least 10 years. And to do that, you know, you kind of have to maybe play not as much, you know, kind of do the Tiger Phil schedule type thing. And, you know, he has kids now that are he wants to be around. So there's a lot of little facets that go into this. But as far as him being successful on the West Coast, you know, he there's an expectation, too, when you set that in stone he knows it. He, people know he's one of those guys who need to beat on the West Coast, you know, day in and day out. So I think it builds to that. And um, what's really cool is the last year or two years, he's actually been able to kind of take that along through the, the swing season. Like he's he hasn't had any lulls that he might have had, you know, five, six years ago. He's kind of played a steady, um, you know, uh, pace throughout the entire year. So. Um, but you know, like with all your listeners, I mean, golf is one of these things where you learn, um, year after year how to evolve and Charles is certainly doing that right now. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, even getting the win last year and, and just continues to play solid golf. I mean, the guy's like a human ATM. But, you know, I know that has a lot to do with your teaching. And, folks, uh, if you're just joining us, we're with Dana Dahlquist here, uh, top-rated instructor out there in Los Angeles. And, uh, um, you know, there's no doubt you are an extremely effective teacher. But how did you get started down the instructor path? You know, it, it, it's, it's certainly you've met your calling, but, you know, there's always seems to be a pivot moment or a person that comes into our lives that kind of helps write the book with us. So could you give my listeners a little background on your story? Yeah, yeah. So kind of the cliff note version, to, to keep it simple, is that when I met Mac O'Grady, it set some passion for understanding the golf swing. And, and obviously, um, right now, you'd consider me, or at least the last decade, that I was more of a swing guy. And, you know, I'm slowly becoming or trying to be more well-rounded of, of more of a, of a coach. And, but, it, you know, Mac was really the first guy who, who kind of stoked the fire. Now, it's not just me. I mean, there's hundreds of guys that had similar scenarios. But I, I think, you know, he was the first guy who was able to say, hey, you know what? You, you have a square peg, round hole. Now you're able to, you know, understand how to put the pieces together. And, you know, when you're passionate about it and you want to know more and more and more, you know, I think that's the, another thing is you never stop learning. And he was one of those guys who's like, hey, you know, you have new technology come out year after year. You, know, you want to kind of learn and understand those things. And um, to, to be fair today, there's more young, good teachers 
than ever before, and they remind me a lot of me when I was young. And so I know it might be contrary to what a lot of people hear, but golf is growing because there's a lot more guys like me out there, whereas, you know, 20 years ago that wasn't the case. Well, this, you know what, you hit the nail on the head there. And one of the things about this show is that, you know, I have a local regional audience here in New York City through Philadelphia. But, you know, I put it up as a podcast, so we get a national audience as the week goes on, and people listen from all over the place. And I, and I have a large top 100 um, number of fans. And what I mean by that is that it's the type of fan that understands who you are and what you represent and, and the other people that are on those types of lists. And you bring it up there. You want to be a well-rounded teacher. And, and knowing you and having followed you for over a decade, I know that you're out there learning something right now. So what... What motivates you going into 2020, at, you know, as an instructor, Dana? Well, yeah. So I would I would say from now into the future, it's it's kind of getting the the people that I'm trying to mentor to kind of become more me or better, you know. And I don't know if um, because you know you kind of want to leave a legacy in a way, but it's not necessarily like a monetary thing. It's not a um, name recognition thing it's more or less like how can you create something better i know this might be a real socal type attitude on things but in in reality i I see so much like young kids like how do we how do we get these guys to um you know become them you know not become me not duplicate me but become them and uh, it's just more and more about sharing you know i think that's the big thing um it's a little bit different than maybe it was 20 years ago where I was excited and ambitious and I want to learn a bunch of stuff, but I, I want to kind of hold it tight and hold it close to me. I didn't want to share it with anybody, but now it's, it's more about like just letting it go out there and yeah, you're going to get people to disagree with you and that's fine. It's, it's, it doesn't matter, but as long as they know where it stands. And I think that's uh, what the future kind of holds, at least for me. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense to me, and it kind of leads into my next question that I was thinking of asking you, and that, you know, it seems like you really have now this mature, big-picture approach, and one of the things I like to do is, as I like to ask of my guests, someone that's very knowledgeable like you, and also has seen a lot in golf, to take on maybe a leadership role, maybe a fun, fictitious one. So, if I were able to elect you, so I'm a PGA member, right, and you know a lot of those, and a lot of us, and if I were able to elect you president of the PGA of America, and it's not so important that it's a PGA sort of thing. It could be the USGA, but I want to make you a golf leader. Seeing and knowing what you have throughout your career, what would you do to try to continue to grow this audience and engage more of the periphery golfers, right? Because I'm with you. Golf is in a great place, but you and I can make it even better, which is why I'm doing this and you do your thing and we get together, right? So, you know, if you were in one of those roles, from your perspective, what would you try to do? Yeah, so it's interesting because I don't really come from like a landowner standpoint or management necessarily. It's more on the instruction side. I see there's a big gap in inner city golf because I'm in a very um, interesting role here in Southern California. We have built into our city bylaws that we have to have X amount of golf courses or parkland or whatever. And so there's a lot of golfers that are, you know, generally like kind of raised through golf in Long Beach. And when you move out of Long Beach and you go to greater LA, you're seeing more of a decline. And so you, it's got to be from all points of view. I think if you can attach golf to the inner city and make it cool, which is number one, got to happen, maybe not make it as long, but maybe, you know, create a hook in there for them 
and create more programs that um, are more family-based, like kind of bring the families in, involved, I think you're going to have, just like soccer or other, other things that are kind of going around in, in my area here, you're going to have a nice uh, development. And I think what's interesting about golf relative to soccer is you could do the same thing, but, you know, there's a, there's a shelf life of soccer. You're not going to play it in your 30s necessarily. And if you, if you did, it would be highly competitive. In golf, you don't need that. You know, you, you can kind of say, hey, to the kids, like, you can, you can do this for your whole life. You can do it for work. You can do it for business. You can do it for a lot of different things. But I see there's a big, like, hole or void there. And, um, and that's more or less kind of in my area. I think that's where we could go with this. Oh, I think that's a really insightful thing. And and folks, if we're just if you're just joining us, we have Dana Dahlquist on the line, West Coast teacher extraordinaire, Golf Magazine Top 100, Golf Digest Top 50. And uh, you mentioned it there, you know, everything needs a hook, right? So yeah. there's uh, something that we have is that is our hook here on Springdale Golf Live. And, and my listeners love it because they love to get to know my guests in a little bit more of a personal level. So just like opening up with a little social distortion for you, we're, we're going to do a little rapid fire Q&A. You up for this? I'm totally. All right. Well, let's put it this way. To set the mood again, uh, you know, to build up to this, we're going to play a little music for you. There we are. Rapid Fire (laughs) Q&A with Dana Dahlquist. And don't feel any pressure because, uh, you know, George Gankus was on a couple weeks ago and he only got bleeped out like three times during this. So (laughs) don't be nervous at all. I'm sure you'll do just great. All right. Here we go. What is the most impressive thing you know how to do? Eat. <laughs> oh man, that question two. Your favorite food to eat? Uh, baked chicken. All right. Name a bucket list item. Skydive. If you could be an actor in any movie, what would it be? Ooh, Star Wars. All right. Would you rather have dinner with George Lucas or Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Do you think aliens exist? Yes. Did you make a New Year's resolution, yes or no? Yes. What was it? Uh, eat better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> name, a, na- name a phobia you have. Ooh, uh, heights. What is your favorite room in your house? My office. All right, one more. When you hear the word teacher, who is the first person that comes to mind? But Charmin. Great answer. Well, you know what? A lot of times when I'm thinking of who is the first wor- person that comes to mind when I hear the word teacher, Dana, it's you. It has been for a long time. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been following you on those YouTube videos for, for a long time, man. I, I think you do great work out there. It's been quite an honor to have you on today. I really appreciate you taking the time, bud. Anytime, anytime. Absolutely. Again, once again, great cue on the music. That's awesome. <laughs> well, filled all the gaps. Well, folks, you know what? Check him out at danadalquistgolf.com or Instagram. He's there all the time, at danadalquist. I mean, it's just unbelievable content. Please check Dana Dahlquist out, and uh, I, I promise you will uh, that you will find the force because the force flows strongly through him. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> all right, you have a great well, day, man. You too. Thank you, my man. Take care. Cheers. Well, there you go there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Dana Dahlquist on the line, live, and, uh, well, you know what? we got to bounce the break. So it's 3.18 p.m. here in Princeton, and what's that make it? Uh, well, 12.18 p.m. out there where Dana is in Palm Springs or L.A. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Be back in a moment with an update because Brooks is back in more ways than one.
Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Time for the weekend. Turn it up, Wade. Maybe he'll see a little better any days. Oh, yeah. Please don't. Oh, come on now. You got to love some Pearl Jam. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just turn it up. Play some. All right. A little Pearl Jam there. A little even flow. And uh, if you go see our guest in the first segment, Mr. Dana Dahlquist, there'll be some even flow to your golf swing. But uh, that really wasn't that wasn't why I chose Pearl Jam in the second half there. And and I was talking to some of Dana's friends and they were saying that he was a big social distortion fan. And, and those that know music know that social distortion was a huge influence, as Dana is. And he talked about that in the interview. It's important to have these people that are real influencers, you know, not like uh, Kendall Jenner or something like so, somebody of substance. Right. And uh, I, I love what I get you laughing. Take Just, that, Jenner's. I, I love what I get like a real laugh out of you. Yeah, Just like honest. shock it all. You don't get laugh. any cheap ones from me. No, no. Well, you know, so, you know, sometimes, You're but, right. but no, that was a good one. And, and so, um, you know, social distortion, they led to bands, you know, the big influences on like Pearl Jams, which were huge and Green Day. And, and just, that's just a couple, but, uh, you know, it was fantastic to have Dana on and, uh, he gave us a nice report there from Palm Springs and, uh, it's, you know, he's coached to Charles Howell, the third and a couple other people, LPGA star, Catherine Kirk, who won last year. So he's, he's an extraordinary instructor. I, 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 you know, think everyone should just look him up and follow him on Instagram. 
Instagram and uh, super happy and proud to have him on the show. So speaking of the PGA update, he said you'd have to go low to be uh, relevant out there in Palm Springs there in the American Express hosted there by Phil Mickelson and, and Philly Mick is out there on the golf course right right there today. He's three under par total for the tournament and uh, tied for 84th. So he's going to have to make some birdies. He's going to have to hit some bombs in order to uh, Make the weekend because top 70 in ties is what's happening. And our leader right now at 13 under through not many holes and Scotty Scheffler, the two of them are 13 under. Ricky Fowler, Scotty Scheffler, and that is your PGA Tour update up to the minute. And uh, first round leader was Zach Blair, who's a fellow B Dratty guy like me. So congrats to Zach. He had a little eight under yesterday. So kudos on that. And uh, you know, on a side note, the uh, this week the PGA Tour updated their pace of play policy. Um, nothing actually will change, so you can resume your daily activities at this time. Uh, a cool thing today, January seventeenth. Well, twenty five years ago today, they turned on the Golf Channel. So the twenty five year anniversary of the Golf Channel. And at that time, back in the day. Uh, in the late 90s there, I was working in a little place called Isleworth Country Club down in Windermere, Florida, and there was a couple members there, one of which everyone knows, which is Arnold Palmer, but there's another gentleman by the name of Joe Gibbs. No, Wade, not that Joe Gibbs from racing and redskin fame, but Joe Gibbs, who was... An entrepreneurial businessman, and uh, he and, and uh, the king, Mr. Palmer, uh, put together the Golf Channel 25 years ago today. They turned on the lights there. Uh, congratulations, the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, we're kicking into the golf season here, folks. We've got the Corn Ferry Tour that started out this past week, and they do something kind of fun in the beginning of the year, other than travel a lot. But they tend to play their events um, on non-weekend days in order to try to get a little bit of a following and a little kickoff start to their season. So they were out there in the Bahamas this past week and they played Sunday through Wednesday and your winner was Tommy Two Gloves Ganey and uh, based upon his recent history I guess Tommy Two Gloves you can insert your own joke there but he uh, was 11 under and won by four and the wind was blowing out there it was a tough contest but Tommy's won I think that's his third Corn Ferry Tour win in his career so congratulations to him and that means that the final uh, tour that's out there that's the big time tours for the young professionals is the LPGA and that starts this week. They're down there in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, which is a fancy way of saying Disney World. And in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, they're at the uh, Four Seasons Resort playing the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions. And Danielle Kang was your opening round leader. Uh, she was shot an 8-under 63. And if I take a moment here and I go over to my uh, handy laptop, I can tell you that she is... Let's see here. Brooke Henderson's jumped in front of her. Uh, she, uh, Daniel Kang. Ooh, she she struggled a little bit today. There, a little plus two, minus six, and Brooke Henderson at minus nine is the second round leader. So, Brooks and the ladies in B Park, uh, local Marina Alex had a little sixty six yesterday. She's in the hunt, top tenner. So the ladies are back. The Corn Ferry Tour is back. The PGA. Uh, tour is hitting full stride. Uh, so that must mean that some of our big stars are coming back to the tours. And, um, you know, we love the pop culture of golf and sports here at Springdale Golf Live. And, well, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about is a little bit of social media. And folks, I hope that you're following us here on the show. And you can look at at KJPGA. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Sometimes I put some content on LinkedIn. That would be under Keith Stewart. But in, in, in any event, um, there was some uh, heated conversation between a couple of PGA Tour players. And I promised you a Brooks Kepka update. So after three months off for a little knee 
surgery. It looks like Brooks is back and healthy. He's over in Abu Dhabi at the HSBC Championship, and uh, he fired a little first round. Oh, I think it was 65, and uh, he was not leading, but uh, he, he came back to the field a little bit today. I think he shot about even par, and he's uh, three under for the tournament, and he's uh, tied for 35th place. But um, during the week, and this is kind of a cool thing, and we talk about this from time to time. We talk a lot about esports and gaming. And the one, the only, the mad scientist in golf, Mr. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, has been using Twitch to post himself playing video games. Now, have you heard of Twitch before, Wade? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so twi- uh, Twitch, for those of you listening that don't know what that is, it's kind of like a YouTube. It's a player's platform where people will play video games and they'll show themselves playing video games and commenting on their own video games it's kind of like a mystery science theater 3000 meets 2020 meets Fortnite. and what's interesting is that you know the show we had the guest we had on the show about two months ago luke curdenine who is the instruction editor at golf.com kind of turned the internet onto this and he he said that bryson dechambeau is going on twitch and he is playing Fortnite, and he's commenting on that and so those people that are like real big you know bryson fans or golf fans that those people might be interested in what he has to say well you know bryson's been doing it for a couple weeks now and he's been chatting away as he plays there in Fortnite, and uh, he couldn't help himself this week so he threw out a little commentary to discuss mr brooks kepta and um if i were to um give you 100 guesses um, where Mr. Brooks Kepka stands in the official world golf ranking and uh, two through uh, any other number don't count Wade uh, what would you guess I'm going to go with one. Yeah, one. So Brooks Kepka is your number one golfer in the world and, um, you know, major player extraordinaire. And Bryson took it upon himself to comment on uh, Brooks's physique that showed up last year in the ESPN The Body uh, issue. And, um, you know, he just came out and uh, he let it fly there. And I, it's tough to tell when you watch or listen to what Bryson had to say, whether he was being honest or if he was just joking or how sarcastic he was. But um, Brooks's camp uh, heard about this and uh, they had a little reaction to that. And uh, about it took a couple days for all this to for, for Brooks's camp to kind of circle the wagons or whatever. And it's just so we kind of set the stage for Brooks's reply. Um, Bryson's big comment was that, you know, I, I, he, everyone knows that he's been doing a lot of working out. If, if you follow golf a lot, then you know that Bryson's been doing a lot of working out since last fall in the off season. He's like, I've been working out two hours a day. I'm getting huge. I'm ripped up, yada, yada. Um, so Mr. GNC says that, you know, Brooks in the ESPN, the body issue was looking a little soft in the midsection that, you know, Bryson doesn't have a six pack. I've got a six pack, right? Because my abs are ripped. You know, I was a little disappointed that the number one golfer in the world wasn't as ripped up as he should have been in his abs. And, uh, you know, so that kind of simmered for a couple days there or whatever. And and the response from the social media team of one Mr. Brooks Kepka, and I'm, I'm sure he had some input here because he, he tends to be a pretty direct fellow, which, which I, I think we all admire about him. But uh, yesterday he threw out a little a uh, reply from his Twitter account. And it was a picture of something. And the comment was, well, hey, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau, you're correct. I only have what looks like to be four of a six pack. I'm too short. Of course, that was a picture of two PGA Championship trophies and two U.S. <laughs> Open Championship trophies. So his four pack was four major championship trophies and uh, not necessarily a six pack yet. See, that's taking the high road, though. 
Um, Instead of getting personal back. Well, I'll tell you. It's personal a different way. What ensued on that Twitter feed, you got to go to Brooks's Twitter feed, because the amount of gifts and everything else and commentary after that is just absolutely priceless. That's I mean, it, it puts Kimmel and, and Fallon to shame <laughs> right. for 10 minutes. I mean, it is unbelievable, all the different things. Um, you know, and uh, basically everyone um, at this point has given uh, Brooks a score of probably 10 and Bryson negative four. You know, it's like back in the SNL days when it was like, Dicka versus God. You right. know, you know. Uh, I want to go have to go with Dicka. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dicka. Well, uh, congratulations to Brooks Kepka's uh, social media team for uh, laying waste to um, the e-gamer, Mr. Twitch himself, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. You know, I mean, Bryson's no slouch. I mean, he's 16th in the world, but he doesn't have four majors in the last three years. So kudos to a great pop culture story there. And, uh, you know, everyone gets busy during the week, so I don't know how many people caught that. So I figured I would just bring it up and uh, have a little fun with that for sure. I hope you enjoy. It. And I hope you also enjoyed our little interview there with Mr. Dana Dahlquist. Love Dana, love his work. Make sure you check him out. And make sure you check us out next week, because next week's a big week. We're heading down to Orlando. We're going to do a live show from Orlando, Florida, from the Orange County Convention Center, which doesn't sound all that Florida funnish, but it is the biggest moment, the biggest week in all of business and golf. It's the PGA Merchandise Show. So Springdale Golf Live is going to be down there. We're going to be broadcasting. And we have some huge, huge guests. We're going to have the president of the PGA of America, Susie Whaley. We're going to have Seth Waugh, the CEO, and we're going to have a special Philadelphia athlete, historic athlete of all time. So thanks, of course, to our sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and F.H. Wadsworth. Wade Weezer on the board. Tremendous, my friend. Springdale Board of Governors, thank you. Troon Golf Management. Most importantly, my listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Well, folks, I'm headed to Springdale. But where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Palm Springs, and of course, everywhere online, they all have a Springdale Day. With Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.